Hi, I'm Lou. Welcome to Therapy and the Body. Tune in to hear me and my therapist friends talk about why it's important to include the body in the therapeutic process. This podcast is for clinicians, clients, and anyone who's interested in exploring the body's experience. Compassion is empathy for the suffering that someone is experiencing, plus a desire to help alleviate it. When we understand someone's experience or story, it softens the judgment we have toward them and can inspire compassion. A teacher of mine, Rob Fisher, shared, if we don't feel compassion for someone, we don't know enough about their story. To know where someone came from and the images and dysregulation present in their mind and body makes it possible to have compassion for them. Even when, and maybe especially when, we don't particularly care for their actions or behaviors. The same is true for how we relate to ourselves. Acknowledging and understanding Our own stories helps us make sense of why we react to particular situations the way we do. Like why we yell at our partner or feel sick to our stomach at the mere thought of public speaking or apologize habitually for everything. When we take a moment to connect with what we've been through, what the younger version of us had to cope with and survive. It makes perfect sense where a particular behavior or thought process is coming from. This creates an opening for compassion to naturally emerge. So let's take Jane as an example here. Every time Jane needs to have a difficult conversation with someone, or feels like she's being crossed in some way, she doesn't say anything. Instead, she stuffs her feelings and thoughts down deep into the crevices of her mind and body. An accumulation of things unsaid leaves her feeling heavy in her body and powerless in her life. And to add fuel to the flame, She tells herself really hurtful things like, I'm stupid, I'm weak, or this is what I get. With the help of a loving listening ear and through her own self-inquiry, Jane starts to uncover how her upbringing is impacting her life now. She recalls that speaking up for herself was never allowed at home and has vivid memories of the violence that resulted when her mother spoke up for herself. She doesn't open her mouth now because growing up it was literally not safe to. When confronted with situations where speaking up for herself is needed, she's scared. She actually freezes up. Makes sense, right? So now what? Well, this is where self-compassion comes in. Jane starts to see how the kid version of herself learned to keep quiet 
to stay safe. And to this, I say, what a brilliant, adaptable kid. Jane figured out how to survive her circumstances when she was little. When Jane leans into that and really feels that she did a good job at surviving her circumstances, she starts to feel some tenderness toward herself. This leaning in shifts her inner dialogue from I'm stupid or weak to I'm pretty damn resilient. So in Jane's regular daily life, when she notices a need to speak up and doesn't, instead of judging herself, she pauses and leans into her experience. She notices her fears, her bodily sensations, puts a hand on her chest, takes a deep breath, and kindly reminds herself that her fear of speaking up is from her past. She may remind herself that she is an adult now and that she has more choices, autonomy, and resources than she did as a child. Interrupting the harsh self-judgment, pausing and bringing herself into the present moment is an act of self-compassion. This practice will likely inspire new behaviors like actually speaking up for ourselves in the moment. Okay, so I need to make a side note here. This is all assuming that Jane is not currently in actual real-time physical danger. That's a whole different podcast. So feeling a sense of compassion for ourselves is actually a practice, a daily practice, something that we come back to and get better at over time. We can think of it like building a muscle. The more we strength train, the stronger we get. The more we practice self-compassion, the stronger our compassion muscle will be. This conversation often leads to a question. Does having compassion for ourselves mean that we are condoning unhealthy or harmful behaviors or thought patterns? The answer is no. Having compassion for ourselves does not mean we approve or want to continue harmful or unhealthy behaviors. It simply means that we're acknowledging what is and becoming aware of our experience. Self-compassion is not a cop-out. It's not a way of ignoring our challenges or dismissing them. Compassion helps us look at our challenges head on. On Mary J. Blodge's My Life documentary, she says, the only thing that's going to fix your life is learning how to love yourself. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you for listening to Therapy and the Body. To get in touch with me about trainings or private sessions, email therapy at gmail.com. 
To learn more about how I work with couples and individuals, visit my website at loujohnsontherapy.com. Lou is spelt with an L-U.